It is Sunday, March 28th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 13th Quick Hit Pod in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 18 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is free to read. They will keep coming at you right up until the NFL Draft next month. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel as well as any of our podcast feeds today, Jared and I are focused on Penn state tight end, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, four-star recruit Fryermuth got offers from Notre Dame, Ohio state, LSU, among others before choosing Penn state. Once he joined the Nittany lions, he delivered right away. True freshman in 2018, 26 catches, 368 yards. Both of those were second on the team behind KJ Hamler, who of course was a second round pick of the Broncos last year. Led that team with eight touchdown catches, again, as a true freshman, 38.1% of the team total. Also second among all FBS tight ends for Fryer Muth back in 2018. As a sophomore, 43 catches, 507 yards, seven more touchdown catches. All three of those ranked second behind Hamler on the 2019 Penn State team. Fryer Muth was second team All-Big Ten that season. He was voted Penn State's offensive MVP, so not a bad sophomore year. He got off to an even hotter start in 2020. Fryermuth had six plus catches in three of his first four games. He was averaging 77 and a half receiving yards per contest, but a shoulder injury wound up cutting his season short. He actually suffered it in week two, tried to play through it for a couple more games, but after the fourth game, he decided to shut it down, had surgery on it, ended up tearing the anterior and posterior labrum in his right shoulder, had surgery in late November. Five to six month recovery process expected on that. So the long end of that time frame would be the end of May. Should have him ready, certainly for his rookie year in the NFL. We'll see if it impacts his readiness for that first season at all. It's also keeping him from doing any pre-draft workouts. So we're not getting any, you know, testing measurements on Friar Muth. But we got the video to look at. What do you think so far before we get to the film review, Jared? Well, I want to start a petition to call this guy Muth. I think it'd be a cool nickname and, you know, Friar Muth is a, is a bit tough to say. So, you know, we'll see if we can get that rocking. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think he definitely checks the box production-wise. Like, you, you like to see your freshman year production. It seems true that it's even tougher for freshman tight ends to produce than freshman wide receivers. We know that's kind of the case in the NFL. I've never actually dug into the numbers, but, um, you know, it's kind of rare to see a freshman put up the type of market shares he did at Penn State. You like to see that he increased that production and the market shares as a sophomore. Then, you know, he was obviously – on his way to a big season this past year. Um, Friar Muth or, or Muth saw a 28% market share in his four games last season, accounted for 26% of the catches, 28% of the receiving yards. He was 13th in PFF's receiving grades among 129 qualifying tight ends. He was 11th among those 129 in yards per out run. So, you know, he was having an efficient season. Um, again, I think, you know, he, he definitely checks the box for production. Yeah, the Friar does look like what you would expect to see, I think, when you say Big Big Ten tight end. If I just told you that's who he is, and then you started watching the tape, you'd be like, oh, this is what I was expecting to see from him. Comes from the same place as Mike Jasicki, but they're very different prospects. Friar Muth, not especially fast, but he can run well enough. Penn State moved him around the formation, lined him up in line, you know, in a typical tight end spot, in the slot, even out wide some. I did see some downfield targets in what I watched uh, from his college career. 
he looked confident, looked smooth enough in tracking the ball and making catches downfield. Worked the short and intermediate ranges a lot more, though. There's some run after catch ability. Again, he's not going to wow you with his speed, and he's not like a, a bruising, punishing runner, but there is some strength to his run after catch. Um, nice is to make catches outside of his frame, also to snatch the ball in contested situations. So I think he'll be a solid over-the-middle receiver in the NFL. Also a solid enough blocker so far, at least to get on the field early in the NFL. He's he's experienced. I saw plenty of blocking reps from various spots in the games that I did watch from his Penn State career. He'll also need some work on that front. There were also cases where I saw him just kind of catch a guy in pass protection rather than you know delivering the blow and stoning a pass rusher. So he'll need some development, as I think any guy coming out of college would. Um, probably will need to add some strength, but I do think that there's enough to Fryermuth blocking to get him on the field early and help him be there for, of course, the receiving stuff that we're looking to get from him in fantasy. I mean, I'd almost be more worried that he's going to be too good of a blocker at the next level, and that's going to you know, hurt his fantasy production a bit. But yeah, I mean, it's good to know that you know he's he's not Mike Gesicki that's going to you know, prevent him from getting on the field for some snaps. I thought he's good, you know, in the short and intermediate range. Like you said, he's not going to run away from people. He was good in contested situations last year. Caught eight of his 12 contested chances, according to PFF. Also ran 39% of his snap of his snaps from the slot last season. So again, he can block, but you know, hopefully from a fantasy perspective, his team utilizes that pass catching ability because I definitely think you know, he can do it. He's, he's not he's not going to be an elite tight end, I don't think, at any point. I, I think I think my comp for him is Kyle Rudolph. Quality blocker, quality in the short and intermediate game. And I think like Muth, you know, Rudolph's fantasy value came from his touchdown scoring ability and you know we saw Fry Ruth do that at Penn State and I think with his size you know, he's going to be a guy who you know c- could push for eight to ten touchdowns in the right situation as a pro yeah I agree I mean I think even if we're looking more recent well I also saw Lance Zierlein comp him to Tyler Eifert which is certainly fair Tyler Eifert's become more known for injuries but he was a first round pick somewhere in the 20s for the Bengals back when he entered the league and yeah that type Tyler Eifert Kyle Rudolph I agree that's what Pat Fryermuth is he looks like a better version of Adam Troutman from last year's class, where there is some more speed than Troutman brought, a more talented receiver, but that type of player that blocks enough to get on the field. I mean, you know, there's certainly the question of whether he ends up blocking too much. Rob Gronkowski kind of did that a little bit too much for the Bucks last year, but because he's a bit too good a blocker. I'm not worried about that now, but we'll see if anything like that develops. I don't like Fryermuth as much as I did Dallas Goddard a couple years ago, but I do think that that also being that kind of player is within his range of outcomes. And we'll see what Dallas Goddard turns into. Maybe that's even the, the lower end of what Pat Fryermuth has ahead of him. But, you know, all told, a good package of tight end skills. I think he'll get on the field as early as his team wants him to in the NFL. And ultimately where he lands will determine how soon he helps our fantasy rosters. Yeah, I mean, I'd feel comfortable betting on him to have multiple tight end one seasons. Now, I wouldn't bet on him ever having like a top three or maybe even a top five fantasy season. You know, maybe again, if he gets lucky in the touchdown department and gives us a eight, nine touchdown season, that probably vaults him into the, the top five. But the, the comparison is obviously going to be to Kyle Pitts. I mean, it's probably not a comparison. I think, you know, Pitts clearly the top real life and fantasy tight end in this class, sort of like at quarterback we talked about. When it comes to tight end, I kind of, I kind of want to shoot for upside in dynasty rookie drafts. And if it's a guy I don't think is going to be a real difference maker, I'm not super interested. Now, if you get to the point of a dynasty rookie draft where you don't see upside at the other positions, you know, the kind of the running backs and, and wide receivers have gotten watered down, then I think Fryermuth makes some sense. Because, again, I, I do think he's, he's going to be a fantasy asset. I just don't think he's going to be like a difference maker. 
Right. Kyle Pitts is going to be going in the middle of the first round, whatever format you're playing. So Fryermuth is definitely not going to be any earlier than probably the second half of, of round two. I think he makes plenty of sense in an FFPC format where it's one and a half PPR. I think he's fine in round two. Otherwise, probably early round three would be more where I'm looking to take a tight end. But, you know, that also depends on exactly who's there, what I have in my roster. If I do sit in the, the second half of the second round in a rookie draft and I, I'm light on tight end, like let's say I have Jared Cook and maybe one other guy who's near the end of his career, I think that'd be a fine spot to stash Friar Muth late in the second round of rookie drafts. Yep, I agree. Now we just need to decide um, if his nickname is the Friar or Muth. We could just go with both, and that way, if anybody's confused, they hear both of our nicknames together, and they'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm going I'm to post a Twitter poll when we get off and, and have the people decide. Nice. Check out DraftSharks.com for the full scouting report on Pat, Pat Fryer Muth. We definitely got to do something because I'm going to go crazy <laughs> trying to say his name. Plus 17 others already posted so far. Many more to come. As I've mentioned, the prospect scouting reports are free to read, but you should lock in your DS Insider access so you can see where Pat Fryer Muth and everyone else sits in our dynasty rankings, which will keep getting updated as we get landing spots for all these guys. 2021 redraft rankings are already out there too. The MVP draft board is live, ready to help you in your best ball drafts. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at Smola DS. I am at Shaf DS. That's S C H A U F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm at Shaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us. Mm-hmm.